welcome back to another episode of Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. And I got a little rambling and I'm just going to get into it, okay? Mm. <laughs> yeah, do it. So we literally have three weddings that are back to back this year. Oh, shit. I didn't in fall time, going in October. And I don't really appreciate that because I got spooky things to do. So I know about the one, but what are the other two? <laughs> So Joe's cousin, one of his cousins mm-hmm. is getting married. Um, okay. She's getting married. And then there is a kid that Joe grew up with. And we did his podcast maybe like two years ago. And we don't really yeah. talk to him that much. Uh, I just always see things on Facebook. Like he posts a lot of things that him and his girlfriend do. And it's like, just, they seem really sweet. So I'm always like, oh my God, you guys are so cute. Yada, yada, yada. Well, they invited us to the wedding and I was like, oh, that's like a surprise. And I told Joe about it and he was like, we got invited. And I was like, yeah, but apparently another friend of Joe's got invited. So we'll know like at least two other people there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, my friend Kira's wedding, which I'm going to be in. Well, that's that's like the bigger one. That's Yeah, that's like... the bigger one. My friend is getting married at the end of September, and she asked me to be a bridesmaid. And I haven't been in a wedding since I probably was like in college, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. That's been a minute. It's been a long time. So it's yeah. like, I don't even know what, no, I understand no one's going to be worried about me, but it's mm-hmm. just like, what, how am I going to keep myself from being awkward, being nervous, like overthinking things? Like it doesn't matter, but yeah, I don't want to stand up there to where people can look at me. Like, oh, well, that's I, why happening. can't I throw, why can't I throw a sheet over my face? That won't make you stand out any more than the rest of them. Okay, but here's where my nightmare is coming to life. Okay. All right. So she's having, it's going to be like a fall, like kind of a, not gothic, but not like glamorous gothic. It's like casual, dark gothic wedding. Uh, After the ceremony, like she wants it to be as chillaxed as possible. She doesn't want it to be anything crazy. The dress is fucking spaghetti strap dress, Michelle. Oh, yeah. I am frightened for my life. <laughs> like my eyes it's... are watering just thinking. I can't even tell you how long it's been since I've shown my upper arm to the world. <laughs> yeah, but you have a thin arm. No. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I you have do. a thin forearm, but once we get past the elbow, you're like, hey, Grandma Sam. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> I've seen you in a t-shirt. No. You have much better arms than I do. And I hate showing my arms. You have better arms than I do. Yeah. And you show right. your arms all the time. No, I don't. I do it because I don't care anymore, but I don't have better arms than you. And also just put a tan on it. It'll be fine. Um, I will. tan makes everything It'll be better. fine. It is a beautiful dress because it's like a velvet one. She was telling me, I guess at first they wanted like a velvet wrap dress that had Mm -hmm. bell sleeves. And then it also was like a high low, but she automatically knew that would just be so much fabric on everyone. It's cute dress. I'll have to send it to you. But um, I think if I remember right, it's going to be like a dark maroon. Okay. 
I met up mm-hmm. with her and I was like, all right, when is the last, like the latest point I can get my dress? And the wedding's at the end of September. And I said, August. And she's like, uh, no. no. And I said, okay, fine. July. And she's like, mm. and I said, fine, May. And she goes, yeah, if you could have it by May, cause you're probably going to have to get it altered. And it's like, I don't even remember what it's like going in somewhere and be like, Hey, I need to order a dress for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like that alone is just so awkward to me. And then you got to fucking try it on with people that you don't even know. And then they want you Mm -hmm. to come out because they don't fucking put the mirror in the dressing room because they think Mm -hmm. you want to show everyone else, Betty, Luann, and everyone's mom that is planning the wedding that you want to show everyone this dress and you don't, you just want to stay in the corner. (laughs) Like, why isn't there a mirror in there? Wait, so are you going with like the whole bridal party to try no, it? No, so or they've already go? gone. I think they went back yeah. to like her hometown to do yeah. like all of the fittings or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to All right, to go. well, that's amazing. I literally, okay, when I, <laughs> I've only done it once. I had to go for my friend Amy's wedding and this is no anything, like it was fine. But everybody else was like, you know, you give the girl your sizes. Everybody's like zero, two, mm-hmm. two, zero, four. And I had to be like, I'm like a size 12. And they're like, okay. And then they all come back and the lady's like, okay, well, we don't have a 12, oh, and, but we have an 18. So we'll put you in that and we'll just like clip you up. So everybody else is in a size zero dress and I'm in swimming, <laughs> not even swimming. Like it fit pretty well in an 18 and I had to do that in front of everybody so okay that in mind you are on your own nobody that you actually know is there you're just trying on a dress yeah but then it's like what what do you do like do I I just give them my measurements and then they order the dress and then it comes in later they ask you like you they ask you like what your pant size is and they will know is it like at a David Bridal or something yeah they'll usually know like if it's like a tighter fit if they need to size up and stuff like that and you can either order two if they don't have one like in the store but usually they have like a version of it in the store like maybe not the color but Uh so you can like try them on oh okay so they might have one in the store where I can just get it that day okay yeah and if not they have to send for it but so then how do they don't tailor it though I have to go to somewhere else to do that um I think that David's bridal probably has their own tailors or they'll recommend you like I got my um actual like wedding dress from Beholden and they don't have alterations on site but it also depends on which dress you get like they'll have specific people that they send you to okay all right so it should it'll be fine it's fine it's gonna be fine also shout out to Steph if you're listening because she is also going to be in the bridal party of this mm-hmm. wedding. So Oh, very nice. I know she listens um, to the podcast. Also, if it, you said it was in September? Yes. Okay. It's still pretty warm in September. I was going to say like you can get like um I um automatically thought of those shawls mm-hmm. that are like silk and velvet. Have you seen them? It's like gold silk but it has like a velvet filigree on it. I think I know what you're talking about. And then it has like the fringe and Uh they like look very like rich. Oh, no. See, I would just get one that's like a witch cape where it has like the little. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) a witch hood. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but they also have like that same like shawl that I'm thinking of, but they Mm -hmm. have it in a like a duster. Yeah. You know, over over thing. 
So I have a lot of weddings. I think I think it's just <laughs> because I've avoided so many of them that now the universe is like, all right, Sam, let's let's yeah. get over this. Three isn't too bad. And then it's like once you get through one, it's like, okay, it's just two more. It's just a party. It's just a party. And also, at least with the one that you're in, it's like, yes, people are going to be looking at you, but you're pretty much in a uniform with like seven other people. So, yeah. And I don't have just to blend in. anything. Yeah. It's like working at Staples. You're just in a red polo, pretty much. Okay. And khakis. Yeah. Just think of it like that. Just and think that you're wearing shoes. a red polo and khakis. I'll be like clocking in today at yeah. Kira's wedding. <laughs> That's it. It will. It'll be good. Don't spiral out too much. And no. obviously like. No need. No need to. No need to. And definitely you can like spiral out with other people. But I will just say for Kira's sake, like don't talk oh, to no. her too much about it. Oh, hell no. Nope. <laughs> because as a previous bride, like the amount of people that felt like they could just air all their grievances about my wedding to me was just like okay well you don't have to fucking be there (laughs) exactly well and that's the thing like it's like obviously I want to be there it's just yeah being silly letting like Mm -hmm. that side out but I was just asking her because I didn't really know what the day was gonna look like and so I was like all right give me all the details yeah yeah like I don't think she knows that I'm spiraling about it I mean I'm not but you know what I mean no and I know I would never be like Oh my God, Kira, I'm so nervous for your wedding. Like, <laughs> who the fuck does that? Oh, people do it all the time. I'll just do it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's like normal to like do that. But I remember just like the amount of people that just told me about it because they're like, oh, wow. Michelle doesn't care. Like, she's chill. She's fine. Sure. And I'm just like, okay, well, it's not just you. It's like nine people now that are like yeah. just telling me asking me what kind of music and where they're sitting and all this stuff and it's like just show up please yeah I don't <laughs> yep. make it as less like stress-free as you can for the bride yeah. but I think it's gonna be awesome do you know what you're gonna wear for the other two or ew no do you have something like that you can wear already no oh, maybe I'll wear ew. the dress that I'm gonna have from the wedding I'll see yeah maybe because I think it's more kind of like a cocktail dress fall cocktail yeah we'll and see. if it's velvet like that's super in I like it when we've always had like a lot of weddings like a a cluster of them like every year like after college mm-hmm. and it was always my favorite when it was like one of Jake's friends from home and then one of my friends from home and then like one of our college friends because it's like okay I can at least wear the same dress twice because it's like a whole different group of people oh yeah yep <laughs> instead of having to buy like four because everyone's at the same wedding again I know I feel like you're a great wedding attendee though oh I love weddings you really do love them they're fun it's a fun party and everyone's there for like the same purpose maybe it's because the weddings that I've gone to I only know myself yeah yeah and that's that's why they're if it was like friends that I knew for a while it's also a thing where it's like me and Jake have been together for such a long time that at this point like even his hometown friends like I've known for like 14 years now too Mm -hmm. so I would always know like a bunch of people um so it's been good there really hasn't been many weddings where we didn't know anybody any I don't think yeah well it'll be it'll be fine it'll be fun Mm -hmm. because I feel like you know my feeling a little better about my mental health so yeah, I'm trying absolutely. to look forward to activities and events yes 
and it'll be the end of summer so you're out of that mm-hmm. misery yeah it'll be good it'll be fun just you know yeah it's also it might be funner to not know anybody just That's be able true. to because then eat i can what have... you want uh-huh exactly <laughs> eat as much shrimp cocktail you can't eat shrimp but can't you know the, shrimp, the but... general vibe of it yeah take a few cupcakes home and then mm-hmm. it'll be fine <laughs> Eat as much cake as you want. The only thing I stress about, though, is like with the wedding that I'm going to be in, it's going to be here in Salem. So Joe can just come and let Raven out. But for the other weddings, I'm like, I just don't. That's why I don't want to do anything. It's like, I just don't want to have to worry about poor little Raven. Like Joe is like, let's go to the movies tomorrow because he wants to see Megan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go. But what about Raven? And he's like, you're worrying too much about her. But yeah, I don't know. it's like two or three hours. Well, because like even she was drinking the other day and she even like slipped just at her water bowl and she couldn't get mm-hmm. up. And I'm like, I don't well, know. Well, then she would just lay. And I mean, she just lays around most of the places. So she would just lay by the water bowl for a little bit until she got her energy back up and would move. She doesn't do that, though, Michelle. She will try to get up constantly. And then by the time we get home, she's like, just panting but I'm thinking about maybe like I don't know I might get her like a spacious kennel to where she can't fall like it's just like her bed to where she can't like be trying to jump on the bed or the couch and she falls and hurts herself or maybe like gating her off somewhere so it's just like a little area that she can walk in but yeah can't can't you gate her in like the kitchen so she's just like yeah that's what I was thinking about yeah and then I mean, maybe she locks put, herself like, some... in the bathroom a lot. I know. Lock her, lock her, <laughs> lock her in there. <laughs> My God, the side eye you had saying that. <laughs> I mean, she locks herself in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> I remember oh, the first goodness. time she did that, I was just like, what? Is, how did you even do this? Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember so you sweet. being like, oh, she'll lock herself in the bathroom. I was like, you do this often. How do you do this often? <laughs> like, how do you not learn? <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, don't you ever learn anything? But yeah, enough about me. What are we getting into this episode? I wanted to talk about, because we watch some movies, you know, mm-hmm. this podcast has just become what we watch. It really and has. So, <laughs> um, I was wondering if you watched the menu because we watched that this weekend. Yeah, we went to go see it a few weeks ago. Oh, like in theaters? In theaters, yep. We were we were pretty excited about it because we love yeah. Uh, what's her face? Anya Joy Taylor. We love her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what did you think? I really liked it. So I went in like knowing, like obviously, there's something happening at this restaurant, but mm-hmm. I didn't really watch. I think I watched. A, I think we saw a trailer when Nope when we watched Nope. And yeah. then I didn't really look into it and I didn't like read any reviews or anything. And so I kept wondering if it was going to be like, do they let you know at the beginning that like something nefarious is going on? Or is it just like a complete movie where you just never kind of know if something bad was like happening or like what the vibe was like kind of one of those movies. So halfway through the movie when they just explicitly like show it because one of the sous chefs kills himself i was just like mm-hmm. okay so we're just putting it out all on the table like this is what this yeah. is <laughs> yep um but i really liked it and it felt it honestly 
up until that point, it felt so much like a chef's table episode or like any one of those cooking episodes that I've seen all of them at this point where it's like, you are like so obsessed with food. It's like kind of amazing, but also kind of ridiculous, you know? Not ridiculous. It is like even like high end art. It's like it gets to a point where it's like you're so infatuated. You think there's so much meaning and like depth and whatever behind this dish, behind this piece of art. And like the way you talk about it and like everything, it's just like, it gets to the point where it's fucking ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's paint on a canvas. At the end of the day, it's a piece of tenderloin on mashed potatoes. Like everybody chill the fuck out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I did like how they, okay. So if you guys haven't seen it, this woman played by Anya Joy Taylor, she is asked to go to this foodie event that's like an exclusive thing. So she ends up going with this guy. And we don't know if they've been, because at first I didn't know if they've been in a long-term relationship, but then as it unfolds, you realize like she just met him pretty much. But he's kind of like a foodie snob, like just ridiculous. But they go to this island where there is a restaurant and it's like super fancy and the chef is known like around the world and he takes a lot of passion into his food making I think he's just like fed up and just over it so then he ends up killing his staff and then also him like I don't know what the point was of all of that but I think it's because if you watch like a lot of those cooking shows um the one that comes to mine like off the top of my head is like this restaurant that's in that is in upstate New York that is so expensive to get to only the uber rich can like go and it's like this farm where most of the people that work there also like kind of live there or in the area and everyone's just like so obsessed with the mission of the restaurant and like Mm -hmm. farm to table and gastro whatever and um you know it becomes their whole personality of just like wanting the approval of the head chef and Mm -hmm. like making this your life's mission and passion and just trying to be the best and it becomes like it almost becomes like militaristic you know cult yeah and culty and so the chef in the menu has been doing this for years he's pretty much reached the pinnacle of what he can accomplish in the food world and has decided like at this point like the only people that he can actually serve are these people that don't even like give a shit about it and he's decided that he's gonna make his one last stand his one last masterpiece where they all like know that they're gonna kill themselves and all the guests with this like one last menu so that's what they do okay so just hearing you talk about it I was like maybe I'm not giving it enough credit but so I was really looking forward to it and I thought it was gonna be amazing but I feel like I I knew before the server ends up shooting himself, mm-hmm. I was like, he's going to kill himself. And that's what's oh, going to yeah, yeah. the ball rolling. But um, I just feel like I've seen this movie before and I cannot put my finger on it. And maybe because I've seen stuff similar or maybe mm-hmm. more, uh, I don't want to say scary, but more like dramatic or terrifying that I was just like, meh. I mean, it was good, but I just yeah. don't, like, I would never need to watch it again, and I don't know, like, 
I was debating about it with Joe because he was like, oh, it's good. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, you really love the menu. And he's like, I don't love it, but it was really good. And I'm like, yeah, really good is that you love it. You don't say every movie is really good. And so he even put it on his top 10 list. I think it was number eight. And I'm like, that means you really love it. If it with the amount of movies that he watches, if it's Mm -hmm. on his top 10, like you love it. And he was like, no, I don't. Like, I just thought it was very good. And I'm like, it's okay, but I'm not creaming my panties over it. Like, yeah, coming from you, like, because you do watch the food shows and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. I can see just hearing you talk about it does kind of up like the score for me. Yeah, it's definitely if you are somebody that's watched like, you know, all of those travel food things, everybody in it is very much a character that you've seen before in a real sense yeah like in a very real that's an authentic person that exists in this world like everybody at that restaurant Mm -hmm. um and I thought it was good I thought like that like before as soon as they rolled out the tarp with the sous chef killing himself um like I knew either the chef was gonna kill him or he was gonna kill himself like something was obviously happening But that's what I meant, like, where I was just like, are they just going to leave, like, this slow, simmering tension throughout the movie? But then they kind of hit us with that, like, kind of early on. So it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're just letting everybody know that this is what's happening. We're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. Like, this is fucked up, right? (laughs) Like, it's not just, like, weird rich people fucked up. It's, like, actual we're going to kill everybody fucked up. Yeah. Um, But I did like all the acting. And I do Mm -hmm. like the way that they presented her because in the very beginning, like you said, like you can't tell how long they've been in a relationship for. They've, uh, they seem like they've known each other before. It seems they seem very comfortable with each other. Um, But then as soon as they get there, like it was supposed to be another woman that was there with them Mm because they were very um, specific about knowing what guests were coming. Um, So I like that too, where it was just kind of like, she was an unexpected guest mm-hmm. and therefore they didn't prepare for her um which is probably why things kind of go a little honky yeah <laughs> so what do you think like what's the thing with the cheeseburger what was that saying like how did how did oh. he kind of feel not he felt sorry for her but he lets her go obviously because she has like she's worked in the restaurant business Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's more I don't think that she did she's just a sex worker and so he also used to be a server though thought that they both worked in the service industry aka like you know okay maybe that is it something deeper that I just kind of missed with the connection of them too so I just want to I think they both saw each other as lower class we serve them and therefore our whole thing is just to serve them um and they both used to like what they did until you know they just got burnt out on it um he told her at one point like I have no joy cooking anymore. I don't enjoy making these meals for people. I can't remember the last time I liked making a meal. And then when she was in his bedroom, she saw that he came up in the burger industry. Mm. Like he was Howie Howie Burgers or whatever. Yeah. And so that was his first restaurant job. And also, you know, when she's telling him like, none of this 
is satisfying. None of this actually fills me or nourishes me. Like I just want food. Like mm-hmm. I don't want a foam or an oyster gelée or whatever. And that's why she asks for the cheeseburger. And you can tell like when he's making it, he's like, he like knows the process and everything. It looks, we made burgers the next day because of mm-hmm. it. We made those burgers. But anyway, and when he puts a plate down, like he, there's actually a smile on his face because he finally made one last meal that he actually enjoyed making. And that's why when she's just like, can I take it to go? He actually lets her go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he didn't, I don't think everybody else, I don't think he cared about killing the rich people and all of his workers obviously agreed to do this. So she was the one person that I don't think he actually wanted mm-hmm. to have die. And, you know, she thought of a little trick to get out of there. The one thing where I was like, oh, that's kind of like hard to watch was the human s'mores. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that felt like, very like, um, that felt very midsummer. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even that, it's like when they were like laying out the dessert, it's like I've seen so many shows where it's like, oh my God, now we're going to clear the table and just splatter chocolates and fucking whatever drizzles all over the table and take this cracker and like smear it across it's just like everything's just everything's amazing until it crosses the line of like pretentiousness for me Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's like I see it I understand the passion I get it but then it gets to the point where it's like okay but what are we actually eating this is just an oyster foam and this is supposed to be like one of my three courses right now All right, Michelle, you have definitely lifted the veil for me on the menu. Yeah. Do you watch like those cooking shows? I really don't. Okay. Yeah. So. But I did enjoy like how they presented it as if you were watching a cooking mm-hmm. show because I've seen like Hell's Kitchen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like not quite the <laughs> ones that you're talking about, but. Yeah, definitely not any of like the high ends where the high end shows where it's like food is literally art. Mm -hmm. I know. I can't think there was one a while back. I think it was one of the last ones that I watched all the way through that I can't remember the name of it, but it followed like a bunch of like the, you know, six time Michelin star chefs and you go into their restaurant and you see them play and you see like they're like you know their kitchen with all their sous chefs and stuff and it's it was very much this Mm. movie (laughs) uh they definitely did their research well yeah and also Ray Fiennes is just so I don't know he's so interesting (laughs) yeah I mean I always can never pull him out of being Red Dragon for me so that's always there have you seen Red Dragon no no Mm-mm. oh thought it was gonna be Liam Nilsson in this movie and I was like wait a minute oh they literally look like twins they look very similar yeah yeah, yeah. no Liam Neeson would not be accurately cast for this Ray okay. Fiennes is perfect there's like something about his mouth like his teeth you can never see them but I just picture them being sharp oh <laughs> he's like he's he's that for me I don't know he's but then I've seen him in like a romantic comedy with Jennifer Lawrence once and I was just like oh he can play that too but at the end of the day like I just see Red Dragon so maybe I will check out the menu again I'll give it another watch eventually watch like one episode I will find the um, the chef's it's not chef's table it was a different series like from like five or six years back 
I will show you the one about like the upstate New York restaurant where, you know, people have to travel there and you can only take like a buggy to get to the restaurant and wow. whatever. Watch that episode and okay. watch that. <laughs> I, yeah, I think if I was more familiar with that, I I would be like, yeah, this is like a masterpiece, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then it's just like, uh, you know, there's a lot of parallels with that and then just like this big slew of movies and shows that's just about like the uber rich and like they're kind of getting their comeuppance or just having a miserable time like the white lotus and um what was the other one ready or not ready or not that that board game movie Mm -hmm. and there was something else that we watched recently that was the the glass onion oh the glass onion series Mm -hmm. or knives out series so i'm kind of i'm into that vibe very much into that vibe always Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping it's like, is this because all of us are finally getting to the point where it's like, yes, let's eat the rich? Or is it like, we're just going to watch these and be like, yeah, fuck them. And then continue working at like Amazon or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. are we actually going to get into the mindset that no, they suck. They shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I hope able. so. But it seems like that's like really uh, prevalent in a lot of movies and shows right now. And they're also all unhappy. Of course. I don't understand. It's like, do you think that they're, okay, so say that they're an asshole because they're unhappy, even if they're like the richest person in the world. Do you think Mm -hmm. that they, what was my question going to be? Do you think that they become unhappy because they just want more and more or that they've never really, they're not fulfilling non-tangible things in their life like what do you think it is of why they're unhappy I think it's multiple things I think that uh the human experience is the same for everybody no matter how much money you have like you are Mm -hmm. going to experience sickness and death and heartache and all those things like you can't get away from it Mm -hmm. um there's definitely a lot of people's stressors are financial things so the whole like concept of like money can't buy you happiness or something like that I don't completely agree with because it I don't think it can buy you happiness but it can buy you a little bit more of a peace of mind when you know that you're not struggling and just Mm -hmm. trying to survive um but I also think that people that have that much money if they weren't born into it it's because you're constantly seeking success and therefore as you get to the next level and it doesn't actually like make you feel complete or successful then you want to go further and further and further and therefore you're always just like chasing something that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. that is so weird that you're talking about this Michelle because yesterday in my therapy session we were (laughs) we were kind of talking about this uh because um why was it uh it was I was talking about like just things that I want to do that I'm like being afraid to try and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. I was asking why I don't remember what I was asking but um pretty much he was just saying that while like people are chasing what they want to do in life like you're never going to be happy with a pot of gold he told me that he's like never expect that you're going to be happy with a pot of gold and he was like now when you look at like the richest person he goes a lot of times they're unhappy because they have a million dollars but then they want even more money and so then they try to he just said the exact same thing as you did so why why am I paying him no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but it is true because I 
I guess I just always like in my little mind, I'm like, man, if I was a millionaire, like I would really be so grateful of, I would just be like, if this was it, like, that's okay. Like, I don't need to keep chasing money and money and money and more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, it's like, I wonder why people get like that. And it's like, I would totally live within my means. Like Mm -hmm. you would never know I was a millionaire, you know? And so it's like, what? I don't know. It's like, what is the line or how do people get divided on two sides of the line where it's like, I'm good with this, but then it's like, I need fucking more, 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 you know? It's definitely the type of person and it's definitely the way you're raised. Like if you were raised with like super materialistic parents that it is important and it does matter what kind of car you drive because that's your status and something Mm -hmm. like, then you're going to think like, well, I need that Lexus. Or like, even if you work at a company where everybody else has Lexuses, you're going to feel a way if you're driving in, in like a Corolla or something, Yeah, if that matters to you, even if it doesn't matter to you, just like to keep the public appearance, like, okay, well, I'm a lawyer or I'm a real estate agent. And if I go to show this house with this person, they're going to think less of me if I show up in, I don't know, like a 2007 Civic rather than the Lexus they think I should be driving. Yeah, that's... I don't know where I heard this recently or if we talked about it, but I, that's one thing I hear is that lawyers will all, that's like the first thing that they buy is like a brand new, nice luxury car Mm -hmm. because they're like, I can't roll up to an appointment with like my dinkity dink car. Yeah. (laughs) Cause then I won't get hired. No. And it's, you know, so it definitely depends on your profession and, and your just environment and the people that you work with and live with and you know, your family mm-hmm. and friends. Yeah. You know, you're just always trying to keep up with the Joneses. That sounds Thanks. exhausting. I know. That's why I just stay in my financial uh-huh. stratosphere. It's like, I'm not worried <laughs> like, about keeping up with the Joneses. I'm worried no. about keeping up with the bills. Exactly. <laughs> <All right? laughs> and so that's like what I mean. It's like, yeah, like if my bills and my house and everything was taken care for, and then I also had a little bit of extra money, like that would be great. And Mm -hmm. I'm already, and the thing is, it's like, I'm happy in a lot of other areas. So like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, like, say you did have a million dollars, like when you actually think of like, what is bothering you day in and day out, like, which ones are financial. So like those would be taken away, but you're still left with all the other issues that you have that are not based in finances. Mm-hmm. People are always running from something, you know? Oh yeah. But that segues because I've been thinking, so about this like whole, the rich thing and stuff like that, there's this mm-hmm. whole conversation happening now about Nepo babies. Okay. Explain what a Nepo baby is because I even had to ask you a while ago because I didn't know what that was. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so a Nepo baby means like a nepotism baby and recently it's been more attributed to actresses and actors and um this new crop of it young like young it actors and actresses that are all children of people that are already in the industry um so like Maya Hawk who's in Stranger Things is the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman and there was like this whole spread that just came out around like Christmas time I think it was where was it People or New York Times or Vogue? Do you remember? Um, I'm not sure. I just pulled up one because I wanted to see who all was a Nepo baby that I mm-hmm. didn't know about. And Vulture did one last month. 
Maybe it was Vulture. I just remember the cover of a magazine that just came out where it was a bunch of little babies and yeah, then where they they're photoshopped like all yeah. in their so little Vulture. Yep. cribs. Yep. So it was Vulture magazine and they did a whole spread on just all the Nepo babies that are like coming out. There's um, also What's Her Face and Euphoria. She's Judd Apatow's daughter oh, with Leslie yeah. Mann. So there's like this whole argument that's happening that's like, well, the only reason that you're acting and the only reason you get these jobs is because, you know, your dad's this big director and how unfair that is for, you know, Mary Sue that's in Wisconsin doing like all the work in our drama classes and going to NYU and then going out to LA and not landing those roles because you got the role just because your dad is so-and-so. Which, yes, that's obviously very much happening, but I also feel like that happens in every industry. It's like if your parents are lawyers and you wanted to pursue that, you obviously have 500 more ins than somebody whose parents are dentists, you know? There's like Timothy Chalamet, which I didn't realize he was one, but I think I didn't realize that either. No, I don't think his parents are actors, but they're in the industry, they're directors or producers, you know. But the thing about that, And what I will say is that it happens in every industry and just like in every industry, it doesn't matter for the most part, because sometimes this does happen. But for the most part, even if your dad is like the best lawyer ever, if you're not putting in the work and going to school and also becoming the best lawyer ever, you're not really going to make it that far. Mm -hmm. And I think we've seen in most of these people's performances that they actually are really good at it. Um, And I you know, I'm sure that there's a shit ton of other kids that have actor parents and stuff that don't make it that far because they don't have the, you know, the skill and the talent for it. But they definitely do have a leg up, but. Well, yeah. Can you imagine the leg up that all of the Kardashian babies are going to have? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I also will say that, and this kind of goes back to the lawyer real estate driving the nice car situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like people only really care about Nepo babies when it comes to like the arts, because there's like this notion that like all artists need to struggle and be starving and like come from like the gutter and stuff like that. And there needs to be like these traumatic experiences. And that's why they're an amazing artist. But it's like, you don't want your lawyer or your doctor to be a struggling person. Like you want them to have attended all the best schools and like, you know, not have gone through traumatic things so that they can just operate on you and be the best of the best. And so like, I think there is this weird difference. Mm -hmm. Because like, if if your doctor was just like, oh yeah, my parents were doctors, my grandparents were doctors, you would be like, oh wow. So like you've had doctors in your life, your whole, you know, your whole life. And so you really know what you're talking about. But if you're like, oh, well, my whole family are actors and actresses, you're like, oh, so that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a different thought process. Maybe because people look at acting that it's not a necessity, even though mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm I look at it like that, but like whereas doctors, it's like we need them to help with health and all of that stuff. But then we think like actors get overpaid. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a like a career necessity like that. Do you think? Um, I think so. But then also at the end of the day, it's like, how often does the average person go to the doctor or get their physical done? And how often are you watching TV? And exactly. Movies? Yep. With, you know, like, 
think mm-hmm. of like that number statistic in your mind. So like, obviously they are a necessity because well, yeah, never, you know, <laughs> yep. I feel like if anything, I think that they could be being paid a lot less. And I'm just going to say this. I think teachers should be being paid a lot more. Oh, that's definitely. Where I'll leave that. <laughs> well, of all like, the professions. Yeah. Why can't we just take 10% from like every entertainment sports profession and just put that towards like, you know, teachers? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like a whole system shakeup, but still. Yeah. Do you think there's Nepo babies that are in sports? Like, I never really hear about that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely that trope of like, oh, my dad was a football player. So now like, you know, from the age of five, I was in Pop Warner and he wants me to be a football player because he was and stuff like that. I think there definitely is. I mean, there's the whole Manning empire. Yeah. I forget about them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of dynasties. Did you hear about that guy? I've sports you know uh he just got signed to the red sox i think for like 300 million dollars or something oh no i don't know i don't know i'm just like wow all that money like that's crazy it is crazy because you know sometimes with some of the sports especially like football like i understand the highs pay because it's such like a limited amount of time that they can actually play because of the amount of damage that their bodies and minds go through mm-hmm. physically but with like a sport like baseball and I've said this forever um just because I grew up on watching soccer mm-hmm. um and just watching them back run and forth, back and yeah. forth across the field for an hour and a half straight and just like the athleticism that they have to have. And then like, I would watch baseball once my brother like kind of got into it later in life. Um, so like around middle school, high school, and I'd be like, this is an athlete that gets paid like outrageous amounts of money. Like they're not doing anything. They all have pot bellies. Baseball players? Some of them. Yeah. Oh, uh-uh, girl, you're watching the wrong game. Um, okay. <laughs> so baseball players, I get what I, the sport I don't get is golf. Oh God. Like yeah. baseball, that is a da- that is dangerous. Like you're literally pitching at like a high speed doing so yeah. much damage on your arms. You're like catching pressure. You can get a fucking baseball to the head and you're mm-hmm. done. But golf, <laughs> and you're going to make all that money for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that they have like the same amount of shoulder rotary situations as a pitcher really yeah I just I both sports I I gotta say like don't have a lot going on I hope that Jake's parents never listen to this episode they fucking love baseball oh really they love baseball and hockey yeah oh my god hockey is a fun sport to watch I always forget Mm -hmm. how fun it is to watch but yeah like then I get that you're getting this money because literally you're just like beating up your body yeah and then also basketball is fun and they're just like constantly moving yeah I do love basketball they have great bodies yeah they do talk about a good body okay but the soccer bodies though like the soccer bodies are soccer bodies yeah. The soccer Swimming bodies. bodies. Mm, the soccer bodies, because they also got the soccer faces. Like it's a good mm. package from yeah. head to toe. Yeah. Oh god. 
and their hair is done nicely. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I can just smell them. It seems like they shower before their games and they're wearing clean underwear. Okay. Well, now you're getting weird with that. (laughs) They just seem kind of like gross. And like, I feel like they just like shit in their underwear and they just played football with like. What? (laughs) What? All right. I'm getting silly. That's how I feel about. um, What? Baseball players. It's like. Really? Okay. They just smell like dip. Yeah. And they have like mullets or something. All right. Don't get me started on mullet because you know I love that. Uh, I don't get why. Why do you love a mullet? Okay, let me send you a picture. No, I'll it's have not to send work. you. Yes, it will. I'll send you a few pictures uh, of people who have mullets. I'm not going to do it now because it'll take too long, and I'll have to edit out the dead space. But can I also tell you just real quick before we get off topic with the sports yeah. and the soccer package? You have to look up Neymar from the Brazilian um, soccer team. How do you spell that? Uh, N e y m a r. All right. He's my favorite. Oh, there he is. Okay. Okay, let (laughs) me see. Oh, he's cute. He's cute. And obviously there's Cristiano Ronaldo from Portugal, but he's everybody's crush. He is everyone's crush. Okay, but I'm also going to, before we move off the sports package, did you hear about, see, I don't even know. Was he on the Patriots, the guy who got, like, he had a heart attack while he was, like, playing? Buffalo Bills. Was it the Bills? Yes. Okay. So then Joe was telling me about that and I'm like, whoa. And he was just like telling me about like how they didn't know if he was going to survive and like Mm -hmm. with brain damage, but he's doing better and everything like that. And I'm just like, man, because I think he just started. He He's super young, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, man, his family probably was like, we're going to be fine because our son's getting into football. Like everyone is safe financially, but then it's like, no, you're done. Um, but then like seeing that I'm like okay I I get why they get paid a lot I don't know if the amount is good but it's like I get it you know yeah I I get it with football because they are just sometimes when I watch it and I see the hits that they take I'm like you know me it's like I can't walk down two stairs without shattering an ankle and I'm like there is a man hitting your hip from the left and another man hitting your shoulders from the right and just completely like essing your fucking spinal cord. Yeah. And then you just get right back. Like, uh, uh just like my back goes out thinking about it. <laughs> it's insane. I um, just think of all the brain damage, like your poor yeah. little brain within your big head. Like it's just getting tossed around in there. I did also have a friend, so I'd I'd have to ask her because I remember this happening when I was like in middle school. It was her cousin. Um, it's my friend Marissa. She comes from like a huge sports family, and her older cousin. He was maybe a high school senior when this happened, but a very similar thing happened where I'm pretty sure he was actively playing football and got hit, and like his heart just went out, Whoa. and he passed. <gasps> and her cousin was actually in my class she's a year younger than me and we went to school together and I remember being like oh fuck like what the fuck um Mm -hmm. but you know like it happened in middle school where it's like you remember what happened but you don't actually remember the specifics of like what actually happened it's like sometimes your body just takes a hit the wrong way and it just like you know knocks it yeah it's scary (sighs) I know he was like a senior, he was like a junior or senior in high school. It happened oh while he was goodness. in high school playing football. 
I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Real quick, just going to give you an update on the friend's journey that I'm on right now. Oh, okay. So we are, we just started season four and it was, okay. So I started falling in love with Ross, like hard, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was daydreaming about like makeout sessions where oh. Ross would take me for dinner for date nights. You know, if I lived in my own apartment and Ross came over, I was like obsessed with him. Uh-huh. But then it went to the point of where Rachel wants to break up with him. And she breaks up with him for like a split second. And he ends up going to that fucking bar and sleeps with that girl. Do you remember? Yeah, they were on a break. Michelle, it was not (laughs) (laughs) are we gonna be on the opposite ends of this classic fight yeah it's so funny so then how they ended it is like she writes him that letter and she's like for us to get back together you have to take full responsibility so he acts like he reads the letter and he's like I do and so she's like oh my god I'm so glad and then finally he's like I can't take all the responsibility because we were broken up and how yeah. he like just yells it in the bedroom when they are in there and everyone oh, hears the them and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like here we go again I'm on Ross's side with that but if, Are you he on loved, Rachel's? if he loved her so much, like what, like literally just give her a second, give her the night to breathe. And I don't remember why were they fighting and why did they break up? I think because Ross was being fucking insecure, like about everything with okay. Rachel's boss, her new boss. He was just being too like clingy and suffocating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I, think I mean, I, like maybe we just need to take some time. Yep. Yep. He definitely shouldn't have just immediately jumped on the next thing. Exactly. <laughs> it was like an hour later. I know that Ooh. is fucked up, especially yeah. if he's the one that's like being suffocating because he's like so in love with her. And then he's like, oh, but I can easily have sex with this woman real quick. Yeah. And it's like, I get you're feeling lonely, you're feeling sad, mm-hmm. but what it, he literally spent his whole life being in love with her. Like you just don't yeah. throw that out the window, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And then I'm really excited about seeing how Monica and Chandler get together. Oh, they're not together yet? Not yet. He just start. it was an episode where he was like, would you, if I was on a blind date with you, would you be attractive? And she like starts laughing. So now he's trying to figure out like why she wouldn't be attracted to him yeah well why weren't you attracted to her when she was bigger in high school fucking Chandler yeah also Chandler so I remember in the later seasons when I would just see random episodes on tv I was like yeah he's cute and then I think we were talking about like who everyone's favorite was or whatever but Mm -hmm. I feel like I was like why does Chandler look so different joe was like why he googled why does chandler look so different on Mm -hmm. season two or three and i guess after the series wrapped up he ended up coming out saying that he had an alcohol problem and then he was also addicted to pain meds or something Mm -hmm. and that's when you can like see how it really affected him just like holy shit i never knew he was actively like battling that throughout all of it like even in the public eye like i think there was a there's a few in between seasons like where he went to rehab oh wow that's um, that's tough and it's funny that you say that because I'm pretty sure like when he was frail 
was like when he wasn't and then when he beefed up a little bit was when people are like why is he getting so big and they're like oh he's bloated because he's an alcoholic and that's what they thought was unhealthy looking that's yeah that is it's like if you lose weight if you gain weight you know yeah yeah so no and he just I think he just wrote a book recently where um he like talks about it at length because he you know he dealt with it for years and years after it and I think he's been sober for some years now but he's like it's a it's a daily battle like I can't tell you that I'm not gonna fall back into it tomorrow Um, but he's also an epo baby I feel like I remember (sighs) from that book he is Um, I think either his mother's an actress or his mother's like his stepdad is somebody big something like that let me check it out real quick god everyone is a nepo baby (laughs) why couldn't that be my life like why couldn't i have been born to with like julia roberts being my mom and like denzel washington being my dad like why not why was that not my life i don't know i'm sorry jennifer aniston a nepo baby um i don't think so all right jennifer aniston Oh, yeah. So his stepfather, not an actor, but his stepfather is Keith Morrison, the NBC Dateline news anchor. Whoa. I love Keith Morrison. All right. Never knew that. Because I remember like hearing a clip of like the book, the audio, and he was just like, yeah, he had to pull me aside several times throughout my life and like try to get me help. Wow. I just love that show so much. It's been so fun watching it. Oh, good. I I feel like a lot of people have the opposite reaction, like watching it in today's time. Where really? They're like, oh, okay. Well, I live in the past, so mm-hmm. it's prob- that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because we also just watched um, the... You were never really into professional wrestling growing up, right? I was in middle school to where it was okay. like during China, Mankind that perfect people yep so they just put out a documentary about uh rick flair on hulu yes i think it's hulu it's really good but also like some of the things that obviously happened in the 80s 90s are just like so problematic nowadays and then also some of the stories that he tells and like how he still just doesn't see why it's an issue you know Mm -hmm. he's very much of like um he doesn't feel this way, but he definitely has like a Trump energy to him mm. where he's just like, I'm not going to apologize for anything. And it's like, fine. Like you are who you are. Yeah. But it's a very interesting doc. Oh, I'll have to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen, have you watched any of the ones like behind the, is it behind the ring or dark side of the dark side of the ring? I think they just released a new season or they're going to. And I think one of the ones that they're going to do is of China. Oh shit! So it'll she be she passed away, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, like who they interview and stuff like that. I but know. My favorite one that I've watched so far, I think, is um, I forget his name, Sean Michaels. Fr- Sean Michaels, mm-hmm. what, the Heartbreak what, Kid. Heartbreak Kid. I was like, I couldn't remember his stage name. And then he the was... other guy who went against him, I can't remember. Triple H, Hunter. Thomas Hunter with the brown hair I don't know yeah I mean a bunch of them have brown hair true but I feel like they just like as we were watching this one 
I was just like, I always forget like how often they just like changed personas and like had alliances with this person. He was yeah. the heel and now he's the good guy. And so like, it gets a little, I was just like, oh shit, I forgot about that. But it was interesting to like, kind of see all those people again. And Shawn Michaels is in this and he does not look great. I gotta say. Oh really? Um, I thought last time I saw him, he was still good looking. He's still good looking, but he looks very frail. And like, I feel like one of his eyes has gotten like wonked because of like just wrestling. Yeah, I've noticed Um, that. But Triple H still looks just so stocky and hot. Uh I love when Um, they show like how they just the clothes they used to wear. Like I got fellas fucking wear some crop tops. Okay, show me that little belly button, please. And show me that little like that little line in your back. Okay. It's oh so fucking cute <laughs> I was <laughs> it's funny that you say that because while we were watching it I was just like you know they're all in their little speedos or whatever but they're almost like high-waisted speedos I was like all these fucking white dudes with the flabbiest grossest asses that I'm just like how are you working out this hard and you have like so many muscles but your ass is so fucking flat yeah like you are not doing squats I'll tell you that I know for a fact you're not doing squats (laughs) well Um, I heard since you're talking about flat asses I heard that flat asses are coming back oh they're back they're they're on their way to come back so you know I'm like hey maybe then I'll leave the apartment (laughs) (laughs) oh god I'll have to check out the wrestling thing I'll have to tell jokes he'll be excited about that it was good it was fun um Oh, like fun in a way. And then, um, what was I going to say? Speaking of Dark Side of the Ring, though, we watched like a few of the different ones, but we definitely watched the Chris Benoit one, and that one was fucked up. Which one is that? So Chris Benoit, I forget what his like stage name or moniker was, but Mm -hmm. he's the one that he was Canadian, and he ended up like killing his whole family and then himself. Oh, so that one was fucked up and he definitely, I believe that it ended with his like brain getting donated to science and like the amount of CTE that was in his brain was like outrageous. Just like kind of like Aaron Hernandez where they were just like, this is fucked up, you know? Yeah. I just saw recently that they are, well, allegedly that Aaron Hernandez's baby's mother has like spent all of the money on herself like on hair appointments nails all of that stuff oh great and there's like they're saying that there's no money left it's so much money that he had why wasn't it why wasn't anything set aside specifically yeah like a trust yeah when she gets at a certain Um, age like because I don't know if they were together at the time of his passing right I'm not sure I think they were together I don't think that they were married though yeah but also I believe that he had to pay a lot of restitution to the families of like his murdered victims. So Mm. there might not have been that much still, obviously don't waste it on hair appointments and nails if you have Mm. a child, but you do you people are fucking wild. They really are. We hope you enjoy this episode. Look Mm. up your favorite actor, actresses. Maybe they're a little nepo baby and you never knew. Oh, they probably are. (laughs) Sick. How is it sick? Because we just it's said like we're constantly just gonna see the same the same bloodline in the industry. Mm-hmm. I want a new yeah. bloodline. 
<laughs> but I think that's how it's always been. It's just that it now has. we have Google to to know it. Listen, this world isn't fair. Oh, it's not. <laughs> All right, guys. All we right. love you so much. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you.